The Sue Morgan Podcast, episode 67. Ride like the wind. Hello. Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan. <laughs> Morning, Ian. <laughs> How you doing? Just nearly choked on my coffee. Oh dear, why is that? Because you were surprised that I've given you a little bell, well, only four minutes early, but slightly well, early. Well, it don't really matter. I'm ready for you, ready, Road. She's ready for me. Oh, I'm always ready, but uh, Billy's snoring his... Off. Oh, he's asleep, is he? Shh, yeah. let's be quiet. I'm not bothered if it wakes him up, it wakes him up. It's time we're up now, any road. Yeah, well, yeah, it's almost 11 o'clock. Yeah, I don't get. Uh, do you know what? I've been up since um, half past three this morning, so, you know, he, mm. he's really laying in, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's having it's a lion. Once in a, a blue moon, though. Yeah, I know it... the light's coming on here. He, look... But I did shout him half an hour ago. I says you got half an hour to get your ass out of bed to come and speak to Ian. If he and needs, if he, if he needs a rest, that's allowed. Yeah, it's uh, allowed. Just a, just a one off. And we can have a natter together anyway. Yeah, and uh, yeah, get a piece. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the latest with um, your <sighs> lover Barry after the incident oh, at New Year? Lover Barry. Yeah. Don't talk to me about him. Oh. He's texting me, he's ringing me, he's doing my nothing. He woke me up this morning. My goodness. He's he's persistent, and isn't he? And I thought he? it were you what were ringing up, because I thought it were 11 o'clock and it wasn't. It were 9 o'clock this morning. And was, what was yeah, he? Yeah, Barry, I, I still love him to bits. You still love him. What was he after then this morning? Um, the usual. Not a lot. He just wanted some money put in, in his bank so he could go and get more beer. Right, OK. And did you do that? Did I, Ella's like. <laughs> nice. So he's only really with you for your money? Yeah, that's all he's there for, yeah. Wow, unbelievable. So first week into January, how is 2022 treating oh, you? 2022. Half at the time, you know, the start, I mean, New Year's Day seemed, I know it was Saturday last week, but mm. it seemed like a Sunday. Yes, a lot of people saying that. It was that. weird and it took me until about Wednesday to realise what day it really was. You thought it was Thursday on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it is an odd one, but I think because I worked quite a bit over Christmas and then I did have three days off, New Year's Day, the Sunday, and also the bank holiday, so I suppose my week was a bit of a strange one as well. It seemed to go on forever, even though it was a four-day week. I know. <laughs> I know it was just... I always find that once you're into double figures, then, you know, you've, you, you're have you into the year. I'm still sort of like tippy-toeing myself into 2022. I'm always a little bit reticent about New Year's. I, I'm not a massive New Year fan, which I think I told you before. It's kind of no, like... No, I, I didn't like it. Uh, I like Christmas better. Usually it used to be New Year, but this time, no. Yeah, because you don't know what's what's ahead. It's kind of worrying, no. isn't it? <laughs> but there you go. Well, That's life. times, yeah. C'est la vie, as they say. Anyways, I've got some Sue's headlines here, and my goodness, have I got a bumper collection of them today for you to have a have a little listen to. Some unbelievable stories in the papers this week, I have to say. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, we're going to start with sort of a Christmas story, actually, if you don't mind. I know we're kind of as far away from Christmas yeah, as we well, can possibly get. Yeah, Christmas in, in my head. In your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, this is a, a crimbo-savvy mum. OK, um, she's got six children and she's already bought all of her presents for Christmas 2022. She's already got all the presents. And guess what? She's even done. What? She's wrapped the lot. It's all wrapped and ready to roll. Yeah, ready to rock and roll. 
That's unbelievable, hey, that's isn't it? You know, because a lot of people do it in January sales. They do, but this story uh, landed this week. Surely she can't have turned it round in, in just a few days. She's probably planned this. She's always probably a Christmas ahead. Yeah, probably. But what I would say, if what I would say is, if she's got six children, surely those six children are into the fads of the day. And if she's bought all of the presents, surely they're not going to get the things that maybe sometimes they want. You know, if something gets big in sort of su- uh, summertime, or you know, when you run up to Christmas, there's always a list of like the the top toys, which we went through a few weeks ago. Um, they're not going to get the top toys because the the presents have already been bought, haven't they? Yeah, and they haven't even come out yet. Yeah, so I sort of of understand and understand why she's done it, and my hat is off to her, but at the same time I feel a little bit sorry for the kids because if they see something that they like this year, if something becomes popular, um, well, you'll have to wait until next Christmas for that. That doesn't go down well with children, does it? (laughs) You you have to wait 12 months. No, because they'll be out of date by by, by year after. Exactly, so so it's good in some ways and a little bit too... um, too rushed in other ways. So there you go. That's the first one. Um, yeah. have, have you have you bought your present? Have you bought your presents for next year and, and wrapped them yet? Sarah? Well, I, I was like, no. Well, I mean, I, d- I didn't do mine until sort of. I'm always last minute. Yeah, me too. Not as last minute as you though. You sometimes wait until wait until Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know how you do that. That it's giving me anxiety even it talking about mental. it now. Right, on to the next one. Okay, Brits get in closet to rev up sex lives is the headline. Dating Brits are romping in cupboards to spice up their sex lives. Many admit moving away from the bedroom for a change of scene. In a cupboard? Really? That's going to be claustrophobic, isn't it? Well, if you've got, if you're not into um, enclosed spaces, then yes, definitely. It's going to be very difficult. Of 2,000 people polled, 160... Um, 8% revealed they had got amorous in a closet. Surely there's not enough room if there's loads of clothes no, in there. No. <laughs> clothes and everything. You're going to struggle to to get it get it away in a closet? Even if you took them all clothes out, there's still not much room, is there? Yeah, but you wouldn't do that because then afterwards you'd have to be putting all the clothes back in. It would be just a pain in the, in the backside, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Um, an amorous two percent said Nucky against a shelving unit is what they were up to. With seven, he knocked stuff off the shelf. Surely, God, I don't want to do it on top of a washer. Really? I think Barry wants to get me on top of one of them on a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking here, just seeing whether washing machine is on this list. It's not. Somebody says that uh, people get frisky on a chair, which isn't. I don't think that's particularly romantic. No. No, it's not. Um, and also, people romped outside in the garden, and people did it on the kitchen table. Uh, people were doing it everywhere, according to this uh, poll, which was a survey by furniture retailer Utility Design. Always makes me wonder why these these uh, proper companies get involved with these polls. It's very <laughs> odd. Um, there we go. On to the next one. This was an interesting story this week. Scientists have trained a goldfish to drive a vehicle around a room and steer it towards fishy treats. The creatures can manoeuvre the specially designed fish-operated vehicle (laughs) by swimming in certain directions in a small tank mounted um, in the place of a driver's seat. What is the world coming to? Why are they even doing this? Why is it necessary to get fish driving? It's bloody mental, isn't it? Do you think at some stage that if they train these fish well enough, they we might have taxi-driving fish at some point in the future? 
<laughs> we could have. We could. Oh my goodness, that would be crazy. Oh, God. Um, d- oh. Have you ever had a goldfish? <laughs> I've had goldfishes. Yeah, one I wore on fair. Hmm. Um, I d- them hooked up jobs. All oh, right. Yeah. I, w- I d- they don't do that anymore because it's seen as um as as cruel to the fish, isn't it? Because they used to just hang around the the stalls and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But the only pet that I have ever had was a goldfish, Sue. Oh. And it was a goldfish that I won, I think, at the Mansfield show or something like that, which was up at Berry Hill many, many moons ago. And I was oh, very excited. I can remember them Berry Hill jobs at Bank Holiday Monday. Yeah, so I went up there on my own, played on one of the, I don't know whether it was a hooker duck or something along the lines of that. And I won a fish and I took it back home. And my mum and dad were a little bit surprised. We were like, oh, you've got a fish, have you? Yeah, it's my first ever proper bona fide pet. I mean, my, um, my nana had a budgie called Joey. Um, who flew away, and she also had a dog called Tramp. So I did have, I did have, you know, there were pets in my life, but they weren't my own particular pets. So this was my first ever one, and I called it Tobermory the fish. Oh. After one of the Wombles, and um, and it died not long after. Oh, so it broke my heart. It well, well they, it would do, wouldn't it? They don't, they don't last long. Those um, those fair fish. No, they don't. You don't know how long they've been around for before. Then you see. I think you know. it, I think it got gill rot or something like that, and I, and the ta- I remember the tank being very green inside, a bit like um, sort of the Amazon swampy sort of like mm-hmm. type colour. I didn't really look after it properly. That was my <laughs> that was my problem there. Um, you're into your football, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, your your team is Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Yeah, we've got Arsenal tomorrow. You got who are you playing against tomorrow? Arsenal. I thought you said the arseholes. <laughs> I did. You did? That's exactly what they are, arseholes. So your FA Cup game, is it? It is, yeah. Right, um, Mansfield Town are playing today against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Lunchtime. that game, I mean, snow yesterday, I thought they might have been calling that one off, but it seems to have cleared up. Oh, right, so there, was the snow in Middlesbrough? Um, it's at the Stags Ground, isn't it? Well, there we go, there was no snow. Well, there was a little bit of snow yesterday. Yeah. I got myself mixed up there. Of course it's at the One Call Stadium, isn't it? There you go. You have to call it the One Call now. I always still in my head want to call it Field Mill, but because when I'm on the radio, it's like I've got to call it the right thing. I'm almost like... And it makes it sound like I'm going to swear, but it's not that. Yeah. So they're doing it at the One Call Stadium every time. Anyways, here's a sort of football story. Good luck to your teams in the FA Cup, by the way, if you're listening to this before the games took place. Um, Manchester United stars have had no puddings... Since super fit Cristiano Ronaldo came back to the club, a teammate has revealed. Basically, he says, you can't have puddings. I'm not having puddings, so you shouldn't have puddings. Said it's bad for you. So puddings are off the menu for the Reds. Yeah, that'll interest Michael, because he's a massive Man United fan. So if he listens to this, he will think, oh, that's that's interesting, that, because um, nobody's having any... uh, Brownies. Nobody's having any puddings. Or, they play Monday. Or apple crumble or anything like yeah. that. I hope they're not listening to this because their mouths will be watering, wouldn't they? <laughs> Don't say anything else, Watco. Spotted dick. <laughs> sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. None of that. fudge cake. Oh, Come on. Oh. Come on, get it stuck down your gob. Pancakes with golden oh. syrup. Syrup, oh. God. Mm. Which reminds me, it's not that far away from Pancake Day. I think Pancake Day's in March this year, I think. 
It's the first of March, is it? I'm gonna look that up I don't now. Know. I'm gonna look it up now. That's very important. That's like it's one of the all most... on a Tuesday, isn't it? It's Rove Tuesday. Yeah, that's one of the most important days of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Pancake yeah, Day. Pancake. Pancake Day, first of March. I've written it down. It's in my diary. That's the first thing I put in my diary. Was Pancake Day. <laughs> There'll be no Pancake Day happening at Manchester United due to Cristiano Ronaldo. Who's yeah, well, they might have changed his mind by that. Apparently, by he's, apparently he's threatening to leave if they don't get a good manager next. <laughs> right, here's an oh, interesting dear. one. A postman was caught urinating a yard away from a family's front door. The, wor- the Royal Mail worker even appears to stare directly into the doorbell camera whilst he is having a was. There's a picture of him here, actually, and he does look like he's, uh, he's looking at the camera whilst he is having a wee. Dad, Christopher Mears, whose two young children play in the garden, was horrified when he watched the recorded footage. Shows the postie putting items through his letterbox before taking two steps back and urinating into a nearby bush uh, while staring at um, the front door. Royal Mail bosses, by the way, this didn't happen anywhere near us. Royal Mail bosses are investigating the incident which happened in North Hants um, um, last month. Wellingborough, of all places. Christopher, 25, who lives there with his partner and children, Elsa and Hunter, said, I was horrified. I could not believe it. My children play outside. It'd be bad enough if it was a delivery driver, but this is a Royal Mail postie. It's awful. It was right outside our home, literally right outside. He was having a, he was having a slash. He didn't even bother trying to find the corner in the garden, which still would have been terrible. He didn't even shake off his after he finished. It doesn't. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. <laughs> it might as well have done. He just stuck it back in his trousers and went about his business. He said he reported it to Royal Mail and claimed one manager told him that's disgusting. I can't believe it did that. But then if you caught short, I mean, where did he? I mean, it could have been worse. He could have done it through the letterbox, couldn't he, Sue? Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, and it wasn't like bit. he just it wasn't like he was like um just wing you know in the on the garden he did it in a bush you can't have a wee <laughs> anywhere it's a good job he didn't want a crap then in it the problem is the problem is with this right you can't have a wee anywhere now without being spotted on camera everybody's got cameras everywhere yeah you know he's got a, the guy must have thought you must before you have a wee always look around to make to sure there's, any cameras. there's no cameras, make sure there's no one watching. Definitely don't want a police officer around because you will be nicked. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently Royal Mail are investigating this uh, um, and they say they expect the highest standards of behaviour at all times from their people. Christopher said, I don't think they believed me at first. They couldn't believe it when I, when I sent the video. It's just idiotic as well. Surely he knows so many people now have cameras. That's what I just said, isn't it? Yeah. He even looks at the front door. On to the next one. Told you there's a bumper collection of stories today. Yeah. You are just... You're being spoiled. I saw this yesterday. Spoiled for choice. Spoiled for choice. Spoiling me rotten. I am spoiling you rotten with all these fabulous stories. I've got three more. Don't worry, it's almost over. The pain pain of this is almost (laughs) over. Um, Two pies of lager and a pack of crisps, please. What? Two pies of lager and a pack of crisps? Yes, a brewery has launched a beer flavoured with cast-off pie crusts. Why would you want a beer that tastes like pie crusts? That's horrible. Not for me, thank you very much. Tapestry Brewery uh, used 30 uh, kg of pastry trimmings uh, for an early run of 3,000 cans of 
Pioneer Pale Ale. See what they did there. So where did they get the trimmings from? Were they from a local pub? Do they still have sort of uh, bite marks? Because some people do leave, because the, the thing about the pastry is, I like the pastry, but sometimes there can be too much, it can be filling, and I like pastry with the, fill, the filling of the pie, if that makes any sense, on it. And once the filling of the pie is gone, sometimes pastry on its own... Yeah, know, it's a bit boring. It's boring. So are they... Did, where did they get these crusts from? Are they, these discarded crusts from people who were eating in a pub? I haven't even got. To, do you know what? I'm not even interested in this story to read any further. Let's oh, hope. That, let's it's hope. Horrible. It makes you feel. Uh, oh, it does. It makes. You don't know if anybody's gobbled on it, do you? Well, obviously, if they've, if they've had if they've oh. had their mouth around it, they would have gobbled on it. Nobody's. Who gobs on their pie after they've finished eating it? Nobody <laughs> does that. Having said that, a lot of people spitting these days don't like it. Don't like it. Disgusting. It is. Spitting is disgusting. It always brings back, right? Here's a, here's, a, here's a memory that sometimes flies through my mind and it makes me go, Ugh, right? Many, many moons ago, I was up at a park, not Berry Hill Park, but the one next door to it, which is King, King George V Park, um, uh, when I was a youngster. And there was these bullies, right? And there was like a climbing frame there. And uh, these bullies grabbed hold of me and they said, we're going to go up the climbing frame and you're going to run through and we're going to try and gob on you. Oh God! Right, okay, and these these guys, right? I was running underneath, and they were gobbing on me. It was it was horrible. It was like raining gob. Oh, oh! Sometimes sometimes that goes through my mind, and I go, oh, you know, you cringe. Oh no, somebody's been gobbing. Somebody gobbed on me. Do you know what that? I've got PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder because of that. Gee whiz. Well, it would. It would be a blooming nightmare, it? does. It? it comes back to me every now and again. Oh, bless you. Being, being uh, gobbed on. But, oh, I, but, I suppose, but I suppose for the bullies, it was a great game. So um, at least they got a little bit of a kick out of it. I remember having this big... Oh, Granny. Oh, oh, stop talking about it, Watco. Move on. Oh, just, just go oh, on to the next step. On my jumper. Oh, oh, good. oh. Oh, I'm screwing up my face. Right, this is this. This is uh, the two more to go. Two more to go. I'm keeping I'm keeping the final one because it is big. It's a big story, but this is this is big as well. A lot of people trying to do dry January at the moment. I know you don't drink, Sue. So, um, no. Nope. Uh, but did you, when you did drink, ever do dry January? Or was nope. it? Not, or was it not a thing back then? No, no. No, I never did it. Were you a big drinker back in the day? Uh, I wouldn't say big. I were like sort of. I didn't go out every night or do it every day. Sort of just like a couple of times, like maybe two or three times a week. We used to sometimes bump into each other at the Reindeer yeah, Pub. Yeah, we did on a Friday when I was um, I was in between relationships and I was uh, I, my, oh, my heart was my heart was broken. My heart was broken, oh, and I was you. drowning my sorrows on a Friday night up at the Reindeer Inn. I know, I can remember that well. And, and um, Sue and her husband, Andy, who was, a, who was around then, God God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, bless him. Um, they used to let me sit with them. We used to sit around and used to talk all kinds of rubbish in there. <laughs> And and uh, well, to go to cheer you up. Oh, and then we and then we used to have lock-ins, didn't we as well? Oh my! Oh God, can you remember them? The lock-ins and everything, yeah. Those those were those were um, dark times, but also good times as well. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're talking about um, dry Januarys, and uh, that, those were the days when when Sue was drinking. And no, you don't. You never went absolutely bonkers. I think. No, I never went bonkers, no. but I used to. You know, like a drink. I was more or less merry. I think I've only been really drunk. 
trying to get into somebody's somebody walking into somebody's garden and saying it with my ass. Right. And that were on my birthday many moons ago, and uh, when I went Bull Farm Social, and uh, I had a couple of people with me. And I, t- I promised my mum, I said, I will not get drunk. Um, honestly, I will watch what I drink. And people were buying me drinks and I was mixing them. And then when I got back, I was throwing up all over the shop. And my mum turned around and said, you should have effing died. Really? That's, it, that's a bit yeah, harsh. That, uh, yeah. That's a bit harsh. Um, but you didn't know, do you? No, no. No. But, you know, I got told once that if uh, after my mum died, and I went on a bender, and they told her, hey, would you want to be dead and joining your mother in a grave in six months? And that were a radio DJ that did that. And 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 that's what's made you quit the booze? Yeah. But you yeah. But you weren't drinking that much anyway. No, but when I did, I did. And you used to phone up this guy, didn't you? And, and um, Yeah, I cause, did. Cause mayhem. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Well, anyways, <laughs> it ain't a bloody shock, is it? God, we we we're, we're throwing out some stuff on today's show. Look, okay, yeah. dry January is doomed because almost as soon as it begins, for most, they give up. Apparently, um, dry hard. Over half of us are back on the booze by mid-January. So, if you are doing um, the um, dry January at the moment, Sue, who doesn't, who's doing dry year, <laughs> <laughs> dry century, dry... and dry for the rest of my life, love. Really, you're not going to have another drink? You've decided that's it. That's it. That's it. No, I might have a glass of wine at parties and that. Right. Yeah. I had a couple of glasses of wine at the Christmas dinner. Well, there you go. That you do have. have it every now and again. So yeah, uh, go Sue on is... then, but I don't go. I don't go over. Doesn't other go other crazy, day. right? Oh, so... really? With the elf? No, exactly. I understand. Uh, Sue is doing dry, dry January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Sometimes has a couple of drinks in December. I think that's allowed. Um, from another from another DJ saying, look, you know, every now and again is all right, um, I think. Uh, but you know, um, yeah. So most people have already given up. But what is your tip then, Sue? How do you keep how do you keep the booze off your lips? Um, drink plenty of tea and coffee, and just think to yourself, think about your life, and think what you can do here, and you can mess your kidneys, or you can mess your liver, and there's that many people that's took the piss by. Uh, <laughs> I mean. When they've had liver transplants and then they reckon they're going to give up the booze, but they don't, and they're dead now anyway, and I just think to myself, well, I don't want to go down that route. So there you go. That's a a sobering message there from Sue Morgan on the Sue Morgan podcast today. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I, I do like a tipple. I don't agree with dry January, by the way. I think that there's uh, only so many Januaries uh, that you're going to have as you uh, float around the big glowing globe in the sky I'm not going to waste a January by not having a drink. I don't drink that. I don't drink really in the week. And um, I, I've counted up the days that I don't normally drink in a year. And they make loads of months. So why do I have to make it dry January? Um, that just seems like punishing yourself a little bit. So um, if you are doing dry January, you know, go for it. If you can do it, good on you. Thumbs up. I don't agree with dry January. And if you fail, well, hey, who's there to judge you? Yourself? That's right. You know, right. or you just like just just brush it off, and just just uh, rock and roll. You know, just think Keith yeah. Richards. He's probably not having a dry January, is he? <laughs> he might. He might be. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right. Okay. This is the final story, and this. Ah, oh, this Sue. Oh my goodness. 
It's a little bit sad in a way. I don't know exactly what the current um, health situation is with this woman, but this is the story that came out in the week. A few people talking about this uh, on the radio, different radio stations. I didn't because I, I felt that I, I, did, I felt that my show um, on the radio um, needs a, a little bit more decorum. But I thought the Sue Morgan podcast was the perfect place to discuss this. Okay? Yep. A former 90 Day Fiancé star, which I think is some kind of TV show, like a reality TV show, who made a staggering £38,000 a week from selling her farts in a jar, has revealed she was rushed to hospital. Let's look at this a little bit closer. So she made £30,000 a week from selling her farts in a jar to people. Sue. Yeah, farts in a jar, oh my god. This is Stephanie Matto, recently shed light on her unusual stream of income, explaining how she utilised a 260k strong following as her customer base to sell her pungent product, which retailed at a pricey £756 a jar. This woman is American, by the way. So she's selling it for $1,000. So she would sell a jar of her bum perfume <laughs> for £756. Wow, I mean, come on, that is unbelievable, isn't it? It's, it's mental. Is it, is it setting you I thinking? I think I'm going to set myself. Give me some jars, I'll fart in them and sell them. How much would you put? You could undercut her. Well, we could all have them for 50p. What? Wait, it's what? I do love <laughs> there you go. So, look, you do not waste your money on getting farts from Stephanie Matto for for £756 a jar. You can get a jar of farts from Sue Morgan now, on retailing from next week, for 50p. How's that? Do you, do you fancy that? I, I know you do. Get in touch with us. Send us an email. Anyways, poor old Stephanie... Uh, has been in so so much high demand for her wind that she was producing up to 50 jars worth of farts a week. Do you, do you, think, you, do you think your arse could cope with that kind of level of farting? Of yeah, no worries. <laughs> Sue's got that covered. <laughs> Anyways, however, she may have squeezed out one too many as the reality star has had to make a dash for hospital. Bless her. She told Jam Press. <laughs> Jam Press. I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. I was overdoing it. Stephanie, 31, recalled how she consumed three protein shakes and a huge bowl of black bean soup in one day before feeling that something was not right. With a pressure in her stomach that moved upwards through her body. It was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe, I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart, she explained. The former 90-day fiancé star is retiring from the business. What? She's <laughs> retiring from the fart-in-the-jar business. And that, of course, made my anxiety escalate. I actually called my friend and asked if they could come over and drive me to the hospital because I thought I was experiencing a heart attack. Stephanie, who hails from Connecticut... So I've obviously got the wrong accent there. Arrived at the hospital later that evening, but didn't tell the doctors about her unique career and only the changes made to her diet. I'm sure I'm sure that once she had a... Uh, oh, um, it was made... Shall I do an American accent? We'll try it. 
it was made clear that what I was experiencing wasn't a stroke or a heart attack, but very intense gas pains. She said, "I was advised to change my diet and take a gas suppressant medication, which has effectively ended my business." <laughs> so basically, she's her business of farting in jars has been ended because she's taken this gas suppressant medication. <laughs> Stephanie has now retired from selling farts in the jar, a relief to her family <laughs> and for all those around her. But she's managed to find another unique way of making money. Uh, what, do you want to guess what this is? Go on. She's not started shitting in the jars now, has she? Oh, I was going to say uh, how she started having in there. Oh, my God. You've oh, taken that a little too far. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. And there we see that once again, we are now going, Ugh. Uh, Oh, somebody's at the door. <laughs> somebody's at the door. Right, who's at the door? Was that the door, the doorbell? No, it's me. I've the phone, my mobile, what's going on? Yeah. Little text coming through, little text going, can yeah. I buy a jar of your farts, please, Sue? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, this it's... is Russell Glass, but I'm going to kill him. He'll probably want to buy a... Do you think Russell... He'll probably you... want to buy a jar th- on him. Do you think Mad Russ from Sutton would love a jar of your yeah. farts? Yeah. Maybe he's collecting a celebrities' farts in jars and has a, has a shelf of them. <laughs> That's impressive. Now, I'm sure that Russell wouldn't do such a thing. No, no, bless him. Oh, my goodness. I had, I had a Greek meal last night. I had Stefado. And I'll be honest, it's a very honest podcast, this. The bum fragrance at Watco Towers is not for selling. It's not for selling, no. You wouldn't sell that. People will no longer be able to own the physical jar of Stephanie's gas, but they will be able to purchase them as digital artworks on the blockchain. What? What does that mean? <laughs> God knows some kind of American slang in it. I think, I think it's uh, those non non-fungible tokens that's what they're talking about NFTs have you heard of those of course you haven't Sue no of course I haven't they're kind of like artwork that you can digital artwork that you can buy online and they they only exist in digital form and uh, they're being sold for millions of pounds so she's doing an NFT digital artwork of farts in jars you might say that Stephanie much like her career has been given a second wind at life there we go that was the joke that um, the Metro came up with at the end uh, of that yeah. that story there, I did feel a bit sorry for her there because she was she was she was um, she almost died for her art, died for her ass, and fart. died for her farts. Um, she was making a lot of money, thirty eight thousand pounds a week. That's big, isn't it? You know, I I, I suppose Massive. you'd only have to work work a year. She pushed herself too hard. She should have just cut down cut it down a little bit. She could have worked for much longer, kept farting for much longer, and things would have been, you know, a okay. Because nobody's going to buy a, an NFT of a of a picture of a fart in a jar, are they? Not really, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. So those there, Sue, are the Sue's headlines. I told you it was a bumper selection, did I not? You did. And and was I right? You was right. Thank you. Good. As always. As oh, well, I'm not always right. Well, we are today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I try to come across like I know um, what I'm talking about, but most of the time it's all just bluff <laughs> and guff. <laughs> Anyways, look, um, have a good one. We will um, we'll meet again next then next don't week. Know where, don't know where. Well, we yeah, do. Okay, well, we do know where on the podcast. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> 
by the way, a week on Monday, which is the 17th of January. I've got my diary here. It's really good because you can just look if if you're doing dates. 17th of January is Blue Monday. That is the the most depressing day of the year. So the next podcast has to be really funny in order to... I can make sure that's funny. Okay, well, look, you put... put uh, because Barry will be on it next week. Really? Oh, yes. January yeah. can be a little bit, yeah, can't it? Yeah. So so our job is... As funny as possible. Our job is is to cheer people up with this rubbish. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Sue, yeah. have, a, Sue have a great one. <laughs> yeah, same to you, Watco. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>